The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me this evening is Mr. Andrew Robb, the TD King. How are we doing, sir? Doing good. Fantasy's going well. Almost had a big uh, anytime touchdown parlay. Fell fell just a bit short, but a uh, great day of games. I'm, I'm just so glad football's back, man. Week two has been just ex- uh, as exciting as week one. It was it was very entertaining, that's for sure. A lot of uh, uh, last uh, last moment wins. A lot of uh, we had an overtime win in this last game with the Raiders and the Cardinals. Uh, we had the Browns blow it up against the Jets. We had the Dolphins come back. We got a lot to get into. A lot of fancy narratives to get over. I know the uh, I know the Dolphins. They they uh, they burned quite a few tickets of mine. I had the Ravens all over the place. Kind of plugged in with some upsets like uh, the Jaguars and you know the the Lions were a, a pick them. So you're getting good odds there. So. Yeah, that was, that was a little disappointing, but we're going to get into it here. Um, we're going to be talking about guys that we're buying, guys that we're selling, whether it's you know players that we're targeting via trade, off the waiver wire, whether we're talking about guys that we're cutting as far as like a sell point of view or that we may be looking to trade off. Uh, so let's d- uh, dive right in. This first matchup here had mentioned the Browns blew it up against the Jets. 31 to 30 in favor of the Jets, who scored 14 points in the last minute and 31 seconds of this game. Andrew, what were your big fantasy takeaways from this one? Like, were there any guys that you saw that you just feel like you have to go out there and target, whether it's the waiver wire, waiver wire, or via trade, or anyone that's kind of falling off your uh, off your board here? Hmm. I would say a, a buy for me is Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, I do think that as a wide receiver two or de facto wide receiver two in that offense. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think the Jets are going to put up Buku points every week. You know, I, I think it is a little bit surprising that they were able to put up 31 this week and, and beat the Browns. But um, I, I do think if they are going to be good, Garrett Wilson might be someone that you want to go try to, to shop right now and and grab. Uh, he's probably going to be on the cheaper side. You know, you know, I did. A, uh, he did have a pretty good game today, but I still think people would would sell him mm-hmm. for cheaper. So if you're looking for a, a good flex fill in, you know, for, for the bench, I would definitely target him. Uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, Nick Chubb, you, no one's really going to sell Nick Chubb unless you want to give a King's ransom. So I'm not sure yeah. that that you can really target him. Uh, mm-hmm. you, maybe you want to target Kareem Hunt if you have, uh, you know, good wide receiver depth and you want to trade, you know, one of your lower wide receivers for for Kareem Hunt. I think that he's a fine PPR flex fill in as well, um, even an RB2 and, you know, for that matter. So uh, mm-hmm. outside of that, man, I don't think that there's really anybody else on either one of these teams that I really want to go after. Um, you know, I. Michael Carter's, you know, decent, you know, he, he had a pretty decent, uh, decent day as well. It's not somebody mm-hmm. I'm really going to target. Cause again, still the jets. And I don't think that they're going to be in a bunch of barn burners by any means, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, outside of that, I think that's pretty much it for me. If, if you want to sell anybody again, like I've never been a Brees Hall guy. I think mm-hmm. that there's still enough value with him that you can probably trade him away and get something of value, you know, maybe a, a good wide receiver, um, you know, so again, it's, it's not somebody I'm looking to actively shop, but I've never really been a Brees Hall guy. So I think that you can still trade him. Then, you know, there's a lot of injuries out there. So there's people probably looking for good running back depth right now. And, and he's a guy that at least would be a good bench, uh, a bench guy, if not a flex for somebody else. So, um, but outside of that, that's, that's pretty much it in this game. 
Yeah, Chubb would definitely uh, demand a King's ransom. Could definitely see why fantasy owners would want to go out and get him three rushing touchdowns this week. 87 rushing yards. I think that was like second or third on the total for, for the week for highest rushing yards. Brees Hall and Michael Michael Carter both seem still very viable. So if you're interested in either one, I think Carter had a good week last week, but I don't think he found the end zone, did he? I know Brees Hall found the end zone this week. No, I don't think he did last week. Yeah, but I mean, Carter still had a pretty serviceable week last week. Uh, this this week, seven carries, 23 yards, not ideal. I think that we can get a little bit more out of that. It may not be production that you necessarily, necessarily want to target because – you know, you have seen a couple of decent games out of him as far as just like his fantasy point threshold, and you may have may wind up overpaying for him. Still not interested in Flacco or Brissett. Brissett was actually pretty accurate, 22 for 27. Flacco, 26 for 44. He's been throwing quite a bit to start the season. Four touchdowns this week. Do you feel like he's a safe play in like a super flex league? Are you willing to roll him out potentially? Uh, Flacco? Yeah. <sighs> Man, I don't wanna. <laughs> I mean, if you re- if you well, really have to, I think it's I think it's serviceable uh, depending matchup. I don't think that he's sure, a sure. a matchup proof guy by any means. So I think it's really going to mm-hmm. depend on the matchup. Uh, you know, and and today I probably would have told you not to start him against the Browns. You know, the Browns have right. a pretty decent defense, and their secondary is is no slouch. So you know, I I, I would think that that's fine. But I I wouldn't want to start Flacco, but mm-hmm. m- matchup dependent. We got we do have to talk about the elephant in the room. I for, I forgot to bring up the stat line. Amari Cooper. Nine catches, 100-plus receiving yards, and a touchdown. Like, Do you feel safe starting Amari Cooper week in and week out now? Is he done enough in week two to kind of prove like, hey, like I should probably get a little bit more consideration on the start-sit questions? Sure, in deeper leagues, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a Cooper guy, um, and mainly it's because of the quarterback. You know, you know the quarterback there. Brissett threw mm-hmm. the game away for him at the very end. I mean, I, I, I think that obviously it's going to be Brissett. We know the situation with Deshaun Watson and all that, and I think Cooper can get the targets, but I, I'm not quite sure how valuable those targets are really going to be week in a week out. So this is a prime spot right now to go sell Cooper if you really want to. You know, if you have Agreed. if you have other wide receivers that that you like, and Cooper's just a guy that you can start but you probably aren't going to i would get rid mm-hmm. of him right now if you can um you know again it's i, I think he'll get targets but i don't i don't think that they're going to be valuable and obviously this offense is is massively run heavy right so i i don't think that they are uh going to be reliant on cooper so again if you can go get rid of him right now i i would probably do that I absolutely agree. I'm not a Amari Cooper guy either. Been off him the entire offseason with just the premise that we're not going to see Watson right away, right? Like that always felt like that was going to be the case, whether it was a year, half season. Then the num- number started coming out, and it was pretty clear that Amari Cooper's not going to have like steady value week in and out until we get to the latter half of the season or the fantasy football playoffs. I'm still not in on him. Like this week, like, yeah, he well outplayed my ranking of him. I had him like, I don't know, wide receiver 54. I had him buried <laughs> on the rankings, right? So, I mean, when it comes to the Mari Cooper disrespect, I got plenty of it. Uh, but this week, yeah, he made me, uh, you know, served up some humble pie. And that's fine. Uh, but it's still not someone that I'm going to be, be trusting week in and week out uh, just because of the way that they spread the ball around, the way that they prioritize the run. We saw Nick Chubb have three rushing touchdowns. We saw Kareem Hunt have two total last week. So still not the priority for me to get Amari Cooper in my lineups, whether it's, you know, just my redraft or, you know, in Dynasty, I'd like, like you said, now's a great time to sell him. He's got a little bit of value. That could fade away very quickly. Um, yep. And then in DFS, again, still not really trying to touch them so yep. very interesting game uh, another one that didn't necessarily kill my uh my big tickets but uh i i hurt a little bit from from cleveland blowing it there man that's got to be rough being a fan and 
you know, going to that game a minute and a half left or checked out. Like, I mean, Jesus, they all but like took the I, knee. I had him as one of my survivor picks. And man, just, just watching that game, I'm like, all right, like they were up double digits. I'm and I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is fine. So I kind of turned the game off watching other games and I kept checking back and they're slowly losing right. that lead. And I'm like, man, yeah, what a killer. Yeah, it was it was absolutely brutal. This game was getting to it uh, at the end as well. Uh, the Commanders they were down pretty mm. big to start this game. I think twenty two to zero at one point. Rallied back, but not enough there. They take the the loss here, twenty seven to thirty six against the Lions on the road. Man, the Lions they got that dog at them. They got Aiden Hutchinson doing his thing. They got DeAndre Swift uh, cleaning things up behind the the line of scrimmage. And you got a Mon Ross St. Brown just dominating right now. What were your reactions to this game? I know there were some dips in production from Washington. Um, things were some pretty steady for some Detroit players, and it also dipped for some Detroit players as well. Yeah, uh, you know, as a Commanders fan, it was very disappointing to see them just come out so vanilla. Like it was the offensive mm-hmm. play calling was extremely vanilla. It was very just you know but it, it was like five yards downfield the entire time Wentz wasn't bombing it down and then when they felt like they really had right. to they started to turn it on you know this offense mm-hmm. can be good if they just start with a fire under their ass from the get-go right like it, they just don't do that they start out they don't want to lose the game right away but they're also not trying to win mm-hmm. it so it, the, the the offensive scheme is just going to be I think hard to judge week in and week out. It really is going to depend on how the game starts for them and, you know, how it flows. But, you know, I, I think Antonio Gibson is an every week start for this team until Brian Robinson comes back okay. and we see what, you know, what that looks like. Gibson had 14 carries. I know it was only 28 yards. He did have a touchdown. So the, the production wasn't really there. That was a lucky touchdown for sure. You know, they were down the goal line and, and he happened to dive over the pile. So, it, I, but I do think he start. you know, he's a, he's a serviceable start due to the fact that they want to run the ball. Their offensive line is fine. You know, so mm-hmm. I think Antonio Gibson is okay. Uh, JD McKissick is, it's not somebody I want to start. You know, he he was okay, but he he's really only game script pretty dependent. good. Yeah, yeah, he was fine, but he's game, he's game script yeah. dependent. You know, I know he had seven uh, seven catches for uh, mm-hmm. what was it seven mm-hmm. for fifty four. So I mean, PPR completely. Fine. Oh, I'm assuming you're watching the Bears game. Yeah, David Montgomery <laughs> just dancing, just doing big things, his biggest run of the season probably right there. Yeah, don't uh, mind my reactions. No, no, there'll no, be, okay. be a few. There'll be a few. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, McKissick was fine. It's not somebody I want to really start if I don't have to. But with all these injuries, I think in PPR he's completely fine. Like he would have been a great mm-hmm. start if you had Kamara or Dobbins today and couldn't play right. them. You know, so so I think he's he's a fine guy to have on the bench. But it's not somebody I want to start because again, if they're leading in games, he's probably mm-hmm. not going to be in there as much because they're going to rely on Gibson and you know just rely on short little passes to the tight ends and, sh- and stuff like that. Uh, one guy that you can definitely go trade for, actually. Two guys on the commanders that you can definitely go trade for right now and feel good about it are Dotson and McLaurin. Uh, McLaurin, four for 75 today. He's just very productive with the short amount of targets that he's getting. And I do think that there's going to be an uptick in targets. You know, they didn't just go out and pay this guy massive money to have him have, you know, four or five targets on the week. Like, it's not going to happen week in and week out. So I think that Mm -hmm. he's somebody that you can definitely go trade for and you can probably get him on the cheaper right now with the lack of, you know, big production for a round, what, three or four wide receiver that was being, you know, drafted that way in in drafts. Uh, The Mm -hmm. other guy that, you know, again, nobody was listening to me about how this dude's going to have 10-plus touchdowns this year is Jahan Dotson. He is as sure-handed as anybody in the NFL. I mean, he catches everything. He had a great touchdown catch today. It looked like it was going to mm-hmm. bop out of his hands, and just somehow he grabbed it and held it against his body. Like, the dude has hands, and they definitely want to use him in the red zone, like I've been saying, you know, uh, since the beginning of the year. 
And, you know, again, he was four for 59 and a touchdown today. Another great day for him. You know, he's three touchdowns on the year already. So that's somebody I feel like you can definitely go trade for. Uh, on the lines, like you said, man, they have that dog in them. Like, good Lord, they came out Ooh. fast and furious and never let up. You know, I know that they let the commanders kind of hang around a little bit, but that was a little fluky. You know, the commanders had a, mm -hmm. a, a couple of good uh, catches downfield that really held them in the game. But outside of that, they were, they were never really in it. And again, like, I don't think the lines are going to be blowing people out 22 nothing to stray out of the gate very often. Uh, but I mean, it was kind of encouraging because, again, Amra, uh, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, even though they were leading, went nine for 116 and two. Like, that's fantastic. That is absolute dominance in this game. So uh, if you can go trade for, uh, you know, Amon Ra, I would do it. I doubt anyone's going to let him go yeah, that's, this week. That's going to be difficult. That's going to yeah. be a very costly price. He also had two carries for 68 yards as well. It's a pretty insane day. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Um, again, a Swift and Williams were both fine as well. Very, very mm -hmm. serviceable and startable every week, I believe. So, you know, outside of that, Hawkinson was a little disappointing. I, I thought that he should have been a little bit more involved because as a Commanders fan, I know that their linebackers are just fucking trash. So right. uh, Hawkinson definitely should have been a little bit more involved in this game just due to the fact of the Commanders having a weak uh, linebacker core. But, you know, I, that's somebody that I would probably, if somebody is – really really sucking at tight end and i could get rid of mm -hmm. hawkinson i probably would but um you know outside of that again i think the lines every week are going to be in some higher scoring games their defense isn't very good and their offense just seems to put it together so um you know again the, both teams were were okay i mean obviously there was much points scored here and mm -hmm. i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't really feel bad starting the main guys in, on both teams every week yeah, right on. I mean, I, th I I thought this game was great for fantasy, right? Like we just saw a bunch of scoring from both sides, very little to no defense at different parts of the game. Obviously, Lions defense showed up early. Uh, they got the safety early. Aiden Hutchinson, I, had, I think, had like three or four sacks. It was, it was great showing for them, from them. But eventually, the commander's offense was able to catch on. So, you know, kind of just going down the list here, you know, Wentz and Goff, they feel like trustworthy guys going forward. They feel like guys that you can start in like a super flex league as your second quarterback, and you're probably not losing too much sleep. Uh, you had mentioned Gibson kind of in a similar territory should probably feel like you can trust him going forward. He is going to get that usage inside the goal line, inside the five, which really, you know, made his nut today in fantasy, right? Like he was just able to get a cheap touchdown. He was pretty quiet for the most part, wasn't using the passing offense as he was in uh, week one where he had like, you know, 10 plus targets, only two catches this week. I filled uh, J.D. McKissick in for an Elijah Mitchell injury, and I did just fine with him. So I feel like at least for right now, like you had mentioned, like, yeah, it's probably matchup oriented. Like you obviously are going to want something with some better game script. But I also feel like if you go up against a team with a tough defense, there could be some uh, translations for positive production from him just because, you know, Gibson's just getting clogged. You know, the receivers are getting slow starts. You know, like Terry McLaurin, like you mentioned, he's doing so much with, you know, a little target share. He's getting off to these really bad starts. Like he's like nowhere to be seen in like the first and second quarter. And then, you know, down the stretch of the game, he's kind of get, getting included. You like to see him get off to some faster starts. Definitely a trade target. I agree with you. Uh, I started Curtis Samuel this week, spent some fob on him, um, had him buried on some dynasty teams, you know, on my bench in week one and got him into the starting lineups, feeling good about that. I had actually, Andrew, uh, started Samuel over uh, DJ Shark this week. So that felt really good, right? Like DJ yep. Shark had a touchdown on week one. You know, I have him kind of, you know, sporadically throughout my lineups where I was kind of tinkering like, eh, is he in, is he out? So there were some that I had pulled DJ Shark and there were some where I had left him in. Luckily enough, where I left him in, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to bring home some W's, uh, but did make one at least key switch from Shark uh, to Samuel. 
Uh, Samuel, again, feels like a guy that I can go forward with in my starting slot and really not you know, be too worried. He's a guy that uh, Wentz is going to early and often through the first couple of weeks. And when, I'm, when I say early and often, I just mean like the first half of the game. Like he's getting touches early. He as well had a carry for 21 yards in this game, you know, getting kind of that unique usage. I didn't like that Shark didn't do anything for me, but I still feel like he's a good buy low candidate right now. He, he was targeted in the red zone early in the game. Just wasn't the best throw from Goff on that one. But Goff, honestly, like, he showed us that he, you know, he's going to be fine this season, and the depth that they've provided him, I feel like, you know, they have enough right now. Touchdown! Oh, we just got yeah, a touchdown. touchdown. That's so. That's so, right. so I, I want to ask you because because some people out there might might have this decision to make, but if Wentz and Golf are both on the waiver wire, and you can go get one to be your backup on your bench or even start. Who, who would it be the rest of the season? Uh, pr- probably Goff right now because I like the weapons that he has around him more so. Amon Ross St. Brown is blossoming, right? Like right in front of our eyes. Like he was a thing down the stretch of last year, but look at this hot start right now. You have to love it. Then you look at DeAndre Swift and all the things that he's doing. He had, what, five carries for over 50 yards, averaging 10 yards a carry in week two? Are you kidding me? Had the, the reception touchdown where he, like, I, th- I think he like went to the ground, right? And got like right back up and just ran across the field. Yeah, they're littered with talent disgusting. right now yeah exactly yeah they're they're little littered with talent right now so i want to surround myself with the lions uh, you know we've mentioned it in the offseason you know what they're building you know looks pr- like it's progressing pretty well uh it's so far so good i mean yeah they took the loss in week one but man really responded in week two with a hot start uh very excited to see what i'm getting from them going forward Wentz, it's just carson Wentz. you know what i mean like don't get me wrong. We'll get to the Colts here soon, but you know, you saw like what Carson Wentz has done in the first couple of weeks versus what we've seen from Matt Ryan. And you're kind of asking yourself in your head, like, what were the Colts doing? You know, like, what were they thinking? You know, like, is, was this really the right move? And we'll kind of get into that here soon. But with Wentz, you still kind of just have like those doubts in the back of your mind. Wentz is going to Wentz. He's, he's going to be turnover oriented. He's going to make the risky plays and you just want to not expose yourself to, you know, risk as much as possible. Right. That's kind of the whole game. Um, we are going to get into our next uh, game recap here in just a moment. We have a quick word uh, from our sponsors. Excuse me. <clears throat> Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100. They get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their own same game parlay feature. You just click on a game that you like. You select Build Your Own Bet and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 and older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Elias Sports Bureau. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week two kicks off and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team, you need to check out Elias Game Plan app. The ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, including the NFL. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. And new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to 
betting your fantasy tournaments. Uh, NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial off of a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use my promo code of SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or Play Today uh, and use my promo code SGPN. If you watch TV, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all of your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite show with the included ba- uh, cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, there's no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And we are back, and the Bears are up 7-3. No big deal. Hammering down the Packers up in the north. Uh, let's see. We're moving along to Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Wow. What an ugly game, Andrew. Uh, oh. This one was very un. Very uninspiring, we'll say. I know that there were some people asking about like Jameis versus Tua uh, on our Twitter today. We were leaning heavy towards Tua. Thank goodness that that take uh, landed because, man, the Saints did not land on much of anything. Uh, what were your reactions from this one? It was it was a not a pretty game. No, it was ugly for sure. Watching this game, it was it was pretty boring to be honest. Until uh, you know the the Correct. rough and rowdy fight club happened with uh, Mike Evans and and Lattimore out there. You know both of them getting ejected. That like I, I feel like that really kind of started the the game over a little bit because man, did, did everyone yeah. come out firing at that point? <coughs> so you know it was kind of good for Agreed. the game, but. You know, overall, Tom Brady did not look very good. Again, I don't want to hold it too much mm-hmm. against him because outside of Mike Evans, like who else did he really have to throw the ball to? I mean, there was nobody sure. of note out there. Uh, you know, a bunch of guys that are Rashad serviceable, Perriman. but uh, okay. Like I said, nobody. I, I think of, it's noteworthy that Perriman's still on the field. Like that. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Um, honestly, I I, I kind of thought that maybe Cameron Brate would be a little bit more involved. That's at least the guy that. Brady is familiar with but again one for nine nowhere to be found you know a bunch of people were catching two or three balls I mean it was just a it was just ugly for for Brady and we all know that Brady can't really Mm -hmm. handle pressure up the middle and he was getting pressured you know a majority of the day so I I do think that the I I don't want to hold it too much against Brady he is Brady I feel like they're going to be completely fine I think you can obviously Mm -hmm. start him every week Uh, Mike Evans was fine I am interested to see if they get any sort of suspension after this week. I know that him and Lattimore were both kicked out. I think obviously he he started the whole you know the whole thing by pushing Lattimore. So I'm interested to see mm-hmm. if the NFL does anything to him next week because this is not his first offense, especially with Lattimore. So again, if that happens, you know, look out. Uh, I thought I Tom the, Brady started the whole thing. Just to be honest, well, <laughs> I thought Tom was completely instigating the entire situation. Like Tom had that dog in him, and he was just letting it out. Like he was letting out all sorts of Tom Brady mannerisms. And then Marshawn Lattimore was like, "Well, yeah, Tom, I got something for you and Giselle right here, buddy." And then Mike Evans <laughs> was like, "No, that's my that's my quarterback." He went to yeah. On did him you see like, Evans no, on no, the sideline? That's he, my he quarterback. Said, that's t- yeah, he said, that's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do about that? Like he he felt like he had to go out there and <laughs> and, and protect Tom. Which again. Great teammate. He's 45. I, I love it, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I I loved what he did. You know, it's just it, it's it's unfortunate for fantasy purposes because again, if he's if the NFL wants to really suspend him for this not being his first time doing something like this, like that sucks. Right. You know, going into next week, you don't really want to have to sit Mike Evans because he's suspended. So I, I love what he did for a football, you know, kind of ordeal. But for fantasy, that sucks. Like hold it and check a little bit. Right. Maybe get in Lattimore's face and not just full fledged, you know, donkey hit him into the ground. So you know. It was what it was, right? Uh, very encouraged by Leonard Fournette's usage. I hated his production. 24 for 65. Right. That is awful, right? Uh, Led the I week in love... carries in the NFL with 24. Yeah, like like that's fantastic. Usage is awesome. We know that Brady loves uh, Leonard Fournette, so he's he's going nowhere. Um, I would love them to use Rashad White a little bit more, especially on pass downs. I think Rashad yeah. White is, is about as good as Leonard Fournette in the passing game, you know, going back to college. So I would like them to use Rashad White a little bit more and, and get those fresh legs in there. But, you know, teach his own. Mm -hmm. As far as the Saints are concerned, uh, Jameis, three interceptions. You don't love to see it. I kind of thought that, the receivers could have made some more plays for him in this game a little bit. You know, he he was out there struggling a little bit. We know he was a little injured, so I, I didn't want to hold – again, I don't want to hold a, uh, hold it against him. But I do think the wide receivers right. kind of were a little laxy-daisy uh, a little bit, so, some of the plays, so I, I don't want to hold it against him. Speaking of the receivers, mm -hmm. though, Michael Thomas, somebody I was very down on in the offseason, and he is doing pretty well, right? Last week – Great game this week. Good game. Six for 65 and a touchdown. Obviously, you're, you're starting him every week. Uh, Chris Olave had a, a pretty good game, too. Five for 80. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's, 13 that's targets fantastic. On that. Yeah, like, that's fantastic. Obviously, you would love him mm -hmm. to catch a little bit more of those 13 targets, but fantastic day. Jarvis Landry, great week last week. You should have sold him if you could. I think we said that on the show about selling Landry. This week, not so great. Four for 25. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. It. He's not somebody I'm starting every week, right? Like sure. Jarvis Langer to me was a best ball guy, right? He, I think he can have mm -hmm. spike weeks, but you never want to have to guess when it is. So overall, I think the game was ugly, but for fantasy purposes, I'm not really going to overreact to anybody here. Obviously, Camaro being out, that sucked. Obviously, Ingram got 10, uh, 10 carries for 60 yards. That was serviceable, mm -hmm. great average. But again, Camaro comes back next week. Mark Ingram is going to fall right back into the fold. So I, I would say Ingram's probably a hold on your bench for now until we see what's up with Kamara. But um, yeah, I mean, ugly game, but not going to overreact to really anything here. I think that the receivers that you had mentioned, uh, Alave for sure, definitely a buy candidate. Feels like he could be on your waiver, on your waiver wire this week. Definitely someone that you should probably be looking to spend that like 10 to 15% on potentially if you're hurting at receiver, if you need to fill that hole. Also liked Russell Gage's usage. I know that he didn't do a lot with the yardage, but he did have five catches. If we go into a situation next week with Mike Evans potentially being suspended for another game, could really uh, prop up his usage. I would expect Julio to be back, but I would still expect uh, Tampa to be nursing Godwin and really be taking their time with him. So I think Russell Gage could have some nice um, intermittent value you know, going forward here the next couple of weeks. I was able to pick him up off a waiver wire. like Someone in my league dropped him in a 14-team league, and I was very surprised by that. Uh, I, I picked him up and uh, I, I got him on my roster after I'd already started MVS. So unfortunately, I couldn't get him in. But next week, I've, I definitely don't trust MVS. That, that two for seven hole on my lineup was not pretty. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we had mentioned Alave, mentioned Russ Gage. Nothing really here for the running game. I expect uh, Kamara to be back next week. Man, yeah, absolutely love Fournette. Uh, yesterday on the preview show, I said, yeah, this dude's going to find Paydirt. He's going to get the anytime touchdown, potentially even two. Man, he had all the work to get it, just couldn't finish. 
just couldn't get there. Someone that you, de- you definitely feel safe with going forward, not someone who's really like a fringe, like, you know, not so- someone that you should trust week in and week out in your lineup. Like, you shouldn't be trying to bench Leonard Fournette unless you're like maybe in a 10 team league and you've got crazy options. Yep. Doubt it, though. Doubt it where you drafted him. All right, next up, we've got the Panthers and the Giants. I know Crame Dog was sitting at home banging the drum for the Giants this week, came home with another narrow victory. Can we trust Dan Jones going forward? Like, to, to me, he's not someone that I want to throw out in fantasy. I beat a couple of teams this week who threw out Dan Jones up against me. He's not someone I feel comfortable with, don't feel comfortable with Baker. Uh, what were some of your main takeaways from this game? And, you know, do you trust any of these quarterbacks going forward? Nope, don't trust either of them. Um, I know yep. <laughs> uh, Dan Jones, as Kramer calls him, is undefeated 2-0. You know, he moved on from Daniel and he grew up to Dan. So we'll, we'll see. I, I was a little surprised that they beat the Panthers. Does he have a actually. beard yet? <laughs> he can drop he can drop the eel when he grows some facial hair. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll say I think he went from Daniel to Dan because now he just, you know, doesn't fall down when he's running. So uh <laughs> regardless, I, I I don't trust either quarterback. I don't want to start them in fantasy. Um two QB leagues. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd rather start Baker, honestly. Um, I think he's just a more of a gunslinger. You know, I want somebody who can potentially sling one in there for a touchdown as opposed to just dump it off like I think Dan's going to. So I, I'd rather start Baker, but I don't want to start either of them, <clears throat> um, you know, moving forward. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, my biggest takeaway of everything was Christian McCaffrey. Much better usage this week, right? Like, I feel like last oh, week absolutely. they kind of forgot that they had, like, Christian McCaffrey on their team. They were, He was like an afterthought. Or that like, he can run the ball. Yeah. like he's, uh, he's second in the league in rushing yards this week. Yeah, he's the focal point, right? Like, you are going to find success riding Christian McCaffrey, right? So do it. 15 for 102, fantastic day. He was, what, 4 for 20? Yeah, 4 for 26 in the passing game, Mm -hmm. too. Man, there's Aaron Jones' touchdown. That would have been my anytime touchdown parlor. Oh, Javante Williams. You you said it ahead of me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, But you know what? That's fine because I've got plenty of Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was... (sighs) someone that I was in on. We've got a good game, man. Like it's, it's, it's 10 to seven. If he's got a touchdown. So, I mean, it's Sunday night football. It's week two. We're here. We're feeling good. We're talking fantasy. Like this is the good <laughs> stuff. And we're, we're long from over here. Justin Mark had just Rough. texted me. Literally. He had just texted me. He's like, oh, let's fucking go bears. And I was like, it's early. Let's let's temper ourselves. And then literally they <laughs> score a touchdown. So yeah, sorry. Like, oh, you, know, you got to go with the highs and the lows of the week. You got to <sighs> keep an even keel. All right. Oh, it kills me. Oh, back to the game in hand here. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, Chris McCaffrey, great, great usage. Obviously every week start, I don't think you can go trade for him. I don't think anyone's going to get rid of Christian McCaffrey by any means. So, so don't even, I wouldn't even really try to be mm-hmm. honest. You're just gonna waste your time. DJ Moore though, is somebody I would right. definitely try to go get right now. I think DJ Moore is just going to be on the up and mm-hmm. up, you know, from here on out. Uh, pretty good usage today. P- production was a little light outside of the touchdown three for 43 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But I, I was, I liked the routes he was running. It felt like they wanted to, get him in space more this game. So uh, again, that's a trade target for me. Uh, nobody else really of note on the Panthers that I feel like is fantasy relevant. Uh, I mean, Robbie Anderson was even three for 32. You know, again, I think last week we said about dumping him off if you can, because I, I think that touchdown was mm-hmm. a fluke. So not somebody I'm buying um, on the Giants. You know, a Barkley, a little bit disappointing, 21 for 72. I felt like for Barkley on 21 mm-hmm. attempts, he should have been over 100 yards. Uh, should have had a touchdown. That obviously did not happen either. I, I, I don't think there's anybody that I really want to start on the Giants wide receiver core. They all kind of Correct. did decent, but there's none of them that I feel good about starting 
Um, there's plenty of other wide receivers in the NFL I'd rather start. So I don't really have too much to know on the Giants outside of Barkley still going to get the usage. And, you know, him and McCaffrey mm-hmm. are the exact same, right? They're going to get as much usage as they can handle until they get hurt. And let's hope that that doesn't happen for either of them because for the NFL, it's fantastic having both of them in for fantasy and just to watch games. So, um, but, but outside of that, there isn't really anybody else I would try to trade for outside of like DJ Moore. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, DJ Moore is still going to cost you a lot. He has that safe floor. You know, he's presented those stats from seasons past that just, you know, make him reliable, reliable and safe every single week in your lineups. And yeah, for the Giants receivers, don't want to touch any of these guys. Would love for Kadarius Tony just to be a thing, you know, like if that was just a thing and we could just start him and just sit it and forget it and not have to worry about it. But Richie James Jr. is leading this team in receiving yards. What is going on, man? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not in Jones guy. You know, I was also going to ask you what you would do as far as like waiver wire between the two. Like if you need Baker or Dan Jones off your waiver wire, which way you would go for me, I would actually go Baker because he's kind of been showing a little bit more with his legs. Like he actually has been extending some drives when the, when like the, the pocket collapses, the play's not there. Like he's kind of picking up on that and extending with his legs. So I would lean him over Dan Jones, but yeah, there's really not that much to take out of this game other than, yeah, disappointed about Barkley. This is kind of normal for him, right? Like where he gets that high-volume rush attempts, maybe the yards aren't there. That's just kind of like, you know, goes with playing for the Giants sometimes. What was more disappointing is that when that did happen, they didn't get him the ball in the passing game. He only caught two passes in this game. Felt like he could have been targeted more, could have got a little bit more usage, uh, you know, as a pass catcher. They've been using guys like, you know, Brightwell and Breida, like, okay, just throw out two of those guys in the field and maybe, you know, put Barkley out into motion and set something up easy for him, you know, because both of these teams also very vanilla in the play calling, very slow, you know, exchanging field goals there for what, four, five possessions, like was not a very fun game to start. We got a little bit of fireworks down the stretch. So um, really not too much to take away from this one. No one I'm really targeting off of the waiver wire. You know, Shepard was a guy that was going off the waivers this week. Richie James is a guy that was kind of like a late week waiver ad. And there's really nothing there other than, you know, Roby Anderson should be owned. Like he should be on a roster. He shouldn't be on the waivers, but he's not a lock, lock to start a week in and week out by any means. All right, let's move over to New England and Pittsburgh. Another just kind of slow and drudging game. Started out Nilla, kind of got some fireworks down the edge here or down the stretch. Uh, what was some uh, takeaways that you had from this one um, as far as like a buy or sell perspective? Uh, I am still on the train of by Ramondre Stevenson. I feel like he is the better versatile running back in um, New England's, mm-hmm. you know, rushing attack. I know. Let's see. So Damian Harris, 15 for 71 and a touchdown. That's that's pretty good, right? Like, I, I just don't believe that Damian Harris is going to be the main guy all year long like eventually they're they're mm-hmm. going to be behind in games and they are going to need Ramondre Stevenson to step up and be that third down guy that passing down work guy and, and we just we've seen it with Damian Harris he just isn't that guy he's the guy that's going to ground and pound in between the 20s and get you the first mm-hmm. down you know get you those extra yards but Ramondre Stevenson to me is just a better running back so uh, right now I feel like you could go get him on the low um, so that's True. somebody I would definitely trade for uh, Jacoby Myers in PPR as a flex, that's somebody mm-hmm. you can probably get on the very low, right? Like, because I, I bet somebody today is like, man, nine for 95, that's pretty good, but I can probably go sell them today. And honestly, you can probably, 
you can probably, uh, you know, get get a little bit of a of a value on Jacoby Myers on, on both sides, right? You can trade him away, and, and I'm fine with that. Or you can trade for him, and I'm also fine with that. It's not somebody I want to start week in and week out. But as a flex in the PPR, I think it's completely fine. You know, the, I, I don't think that the this isn't the Patriots <laughs> of, of old, right? They're not just going to command so much respect that they are going to, you know, be beating play or uh, teams by like 20, right? right? Brady's not on there. It's Mac Jones. So I do feel like they're <laughs> going to be behind the games and need to pass. So Nelson Aguilar was surprising to me. He was six for 110 and a touchdown. Like, where did that come from? Who is Nelson? Who is this? Yeah. Who is this Nelson Aguilar guys? You know, like uh, uh, the, the Eagles are over here looking like, uh, what's what's going on here? Who 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 is this guy? So it's, uh, again, I'm not going to go buy Nelson Aguilar. I think this was an outlier. If you have Nelson Aguilar for whatever reason, try to sell him right now. Do do not trust that this is what's going to be moving forward because I really don't think that that's, that's going to happen. So um, Mac Jones, stay far away. I don't want to start him in any leagues. Oh, I don't yeah. want to trade him. I would love to trade for him. I, I don't really have any exposure to Mac Jones, so I don't have to worry about it. But if anybody mm-hmm. asked me, I would say uh, 10 out of 10. Do not recommend starting him. Get him out of there. No need. On the Steelers, uh, Trubisky, I love the quote that he had. He said he didn't really care that Pittsburgh fans were out there chanting for Pickett. Uh, if that's already starting now, I think Trubisky's confidence. I know he says he doesn't care, but I, I think he cares a little bit. I think his confidence is going to go down a little bit moving forward here. So he's been through this before. <laughs> he he has, and I think he sees yeah. the writing on the wall, right? Like it's it's just exactly. going to happen. So he can say whatever he wants. I think that honestly, it's going to affect his play, especially if he mm-hmm. knows everybody wants Pickett, right? Like. Right. So I, I just I wonder how long Trubisky is going to be in there. Um, I don't want to start him at all mm-hmm. if, if he is mm-hmm. playing as long as he is playing. So th- that's not somebody I'm looking to to trade for by any means. Najee Harris, again, 15 for 49. Not very good. I, I was not on the Harris train. I have such low exposure to Harris because I think he was just going to get injured. All the usage like it's it just if the signs were pointing to him getting injured, plus the Liz Frank thing that he had going on. That's so. Fair. I, I, I would trade him away personally. I know I'm probably on an island for that because people like the usage he gets. But again, mm-hmm. you, you can probably get a pretty good haul for Najee Harris. So okay. to me, I trade him away. I'm not trading for him whatsoever. Uh, Deontay Johnson is somebody I was a little low on that I kind of might might, might want to trade for on the low. Six for 57. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's had some some good plays the last two weeks. Uh, this week, he he got open actually surprisingly quicker than I thought he would against this New England secondary. So that's somebody I might try to trade for on, on the lowdown. I'm not going to give a lot for him, but if somebody's not super in love with him and, and, you know, or maybe yeah. he's like, you know, they, they went wide receiver heavy and he's like the fourth wide receiver. That's, on their team. That was going to be the the situation that I was going to say is most likely where you can land, land him is when the DJ owner just has a ton of depth because he, again, is another guy that I just feel like kind of like a DJ more super mm-hmm. safe floor, just has the the resume from years past that you just you're going to put him in your lineup. You're not going to sleep, lose sleep over him. Uh, just, just being in there. You're not going to ever consider benching him. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. Chase Claypool again. Not somebody I love. Uh, I, I, I do mm. want to ask you though, because I have Pickens on like two teams on my bench. What is going mm. on with George Pickens? What like we? we I mean, we I think from... it's more of the quarter. I think it's more of the quarterback situation because he's getting the snaps. He's out there, but Mitch isn't going to be able to spread the ball around. I mean, you might see an uptick for Pickens production when you when we do get Pickett in there. We've with you know one dominoes fallen. We've got one loss. He should have had it uh, his uh, first loss in week one per the Bengals, but you know block pats and all sorts of craziness <laughs> right like and here we are they're they're one and one I feel like he got he got a, a freebie in week one i don't know if that's gonna be the case going forward i do think their schedule's about to get a little bit lighter but yeah like i i feel like like pickens 
uh, this week, what was it? One for 23, right? Like yep. you saw Harris, you know, a second as uh, with five catches, like five catches for 40 receiving yards. Deontay was six for 57. I think that'll balance out a little bit, but you know, Mitch isn't the, the guy that's just going to be able to put it where he wants it. So, you know, Pickens production is going to come on those, you know, random weeks where he's the roster clogger guy where he's just, you know, that backyard play, kind of like a Dante Pettis from week one, right? Where you just have everything break down and he gets a freebie. He was close to having a touchdown in week one, but you know, this just wasn't his week. They got a lot of mouths to feed there uh, with, with the Steelers, Deontay Harris, Claypool, Fryermuth found the end zone this week. They've been given, uh, given Jalen Warren touches in the red zone as well. So yes. there, there's, there's some mouths to feed there. And until you get a steadier hand at quarterback, you're going to see, you know, kind of the ups and downs uh, in the in the production here. You had mentioned Najee as a sell. I'm, I want to target him. I want to buy him on the low because he still did have 20 touches in this game for about 90 total yards, just didn't find pay dirt. So he would be someone that I'd be trying to target if someone like yourself is, you know, a little bit lower on him. You know, maybe they just wound up with him because he was an AB, ADP type of stash where you got him at good value. Um, yeah, he's definitely a target for me. Not really too much shaking here with the receivers for the Steelers or the Patriots. I, You're definitely going to see Nelson Aguilar get targeted in FOB oh, and on the waiver wire. I don't want to spend a it. lot on him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to overreact to this. I'm not sure where Devontae Parker is, but he was nowhere to be seen this week. He had one. I believe he had <laughs> I think one. He's on, side of a, uh, he's on the side of a milk carton. That says exactly. <laughs> I think there's probably a lot of scenarios where you can cut Devontae Parker. He's got yeah. one catch in two Agreed. weeks. Like I would feel like he is a very roster fringe uh, player. So definitely keep that in consideration when you're looking to add someone this week. Who am I letting go? I think Devontae Parker should be on the short list for that. Yep. Uh, like I said, no love for Nelson Aguilar for me. The running back situation there, I you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, Andrew. I, I have one league where I have Ramondre and Dame on the same team. Mm. I have other situations where I have, you know, Dame versus other situations where I have Ramondre. You know, I started Dame in one league. I started Ramondre in another. You know, the, the team that I have both of them on, I, I started Ramondre this week, so I'm kind of paying for that, but still should come home with a W in that league. But it's going to be matchup-oriented for me, like, this week, I probably should have seen the writing on the wall. They would have needed Dame to kind of just be the pulse on the ground, keep the chains yep. moving. So I, I kind of misstep in that one in particular spot. I cashed in on it on another is what it is. But yeah. I don't think that there's going to be any clear answer. I think that they're both going to be continuously used exactly how we're seeing, and they're both going to be touchdown dependent. Like Ramondre, from a per-touch perspective this week, was much better than he was in week one. He just didn't find Pater, right? Uh, what was it? Eight for 47, nine for 47, nine for 47 Harris and conversely 15 for 71. You're not seeing that, that's that same type of efficiency per touch. So I think that they're both going to be good. It's going to be touchdown dependent going forward, trying to figure that out. I promise you folks at home, it's going to be a pain. So keep coming back with us. We're going to have the best info for you, you know, to, to stay ahead of the, ahead uh, of the uh, competition and give you the right edge. <clears throat> uh, before we move on, I did want to just mention, we haven't really said anything about Fryermuth. Uh, it, Two weeks in a row now, solid performance. Uh, you know, yeah. somebody that he may even be on the waiver wire. You know, if he is, I'd pick him up definitely. Potentially. Um, yeah. So I mean, Firemuth is just. I think Trubisky can can lean on him. You know, we we see it with not as confident quarterbacks or new quarterbacks. They look towards the tight end, right? So I think he can be solid all year long, even if Pickett gets in there. Um, right. The other guy that that you can pick up on the cheap right now that he's probably on waiver wires is Jalen Warren. I would definitely do that again. I'm not a Najee sure. believer. 
you know, for, for the people who like Najee as yourself, I, I you know, you may not want to pick him up, but I, I have Jalen Warren in a lot of leagues because I think Harris is either going to get hurt or just mm-hmm. not be as good as people think he is. So, and if he gets hurt, I mean, Jalen Warren is, is, you know, he's shown the preseason that he's actually pretty good. So I would mm-hmm. have faith in Warren as like a flex play if, uh, if Najee ever got hurt and was out. Yeah, uh, potentially. I mean, I don't know if I feel like as safe as going with like, say, like Jeff Wilson over him. Like if I'm in one of those situations where I drafted Najee and Elijah Mitchell, like I'm putting Wilson in for sure. Even with Najee out, like I'm not sure if I'm going to put Warren in. We saw this team give six carries to Chase Claypool in week one. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they would probably get creative and Warren wouldn't be like that like workhorse or that dog that's like, you know, getting 20 touches a game like like Najee. So yeah, I mean, if you own them, I think that's a good hedge. Like, of course, you always want to hedge your bets in fantasy. Um, but standing alone, I, I I wouldn't target them. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be uh, right back with more recaps here. All right, No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 in cash. You can download the app, choose a contest, Select your players and earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard at your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and earn 20 times your entry if you hit on all your picks. Uh, you can bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR. You can sign up now using promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com. Or download the app to get the number or the first, excuse me, deposit match up to uh, $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You don't want to miss out. Uh, Promoguy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies and making consistent profits from sports betting. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses for all the major sports books. Their bet tracker shows an average ROI of 25% and they've got VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you in your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that promo guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. Once again, with promoguy.us, you get consistency, and consistency gives you profit. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also go through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, you may be starting Patrick Mahomes that week, and not only do you believe that you're going to win your matchup, but you're also confident that Mahomes is going to hit over 250 passing yards. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money that you put down. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props as well. 
So on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Use promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, and we're back in it here. We're talking fantasy football recaps from week two. We're moving on to the Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, this was a stinky one, but a profitable one. Good teams win, great teams cover. Go Jags, let's go. Absolutely crushing the Colts on, in this one, 24 to nothing. Uh, no Michael Pittman, no Matt Ryan. That's the way it's looking so far right now. Uh, we saw some flashes from some of these roster clogger guys like Ashton Doolin, uh, Naeem Hines had four catches for 37 yards. Um, not really too much to take away from the Colts other than that they, I feel like they really need Michael Pittman. Uh, what did you see from the Jaguars in this one and anything else that just stood out to you, Andrew? Yeah, man. Uh, as you said, it was a schlacking. The Jags <laughs> just took the Colts out back and beat them. It was just ugly from the get-go. Matt Ryan looked like dog shit it i mean th there's nowhere else to put it it was bad Don't three bad. three interceptions i mean not good you and, and you alluded <laughs> to it earlier right they they were blaming carson Wentz for all their problems well doesn't look like that's quite it does it right. uh yeah, i mean you got an older slower carson Wentz on your team in matt ryan right like he, he's just not gonna win you the games like it, it's i don't know it, it's it's just funny that you know a team just reacts to bad quarterback play and then they move on and they get this nice shining old toy in matt ryan and they're like all right problem solved well sure shit ain't uh that it the whole team looked terrible offense defense i mean you you name it nobody looked good um you know i do want to give uh, emerson a shout out though he's been on ashton doolin for for a while now in the offseason he had talked that's, to me that's that's true yeah he, he talked to I me can, about i can it. vouch for that as well <laughs> yeah he talked to me about it earlier in the year i was uh i was kind of ta talking to him about like players that aren't really being drafted that we should probably be drafting and especially mm -hmm. for best ball you know and, and he was just kept mentioning ashton Doolin. so shout out emerson because he definitely uh he de definitely had that one correct it looks like that's probably the second guy behind Pittman. So, you know, Doolin looked good, and he's somebody that maybe you want to go and put a few bucks on in fab this week just to put on your bench and see what happens. You know, again, he didn't really have a great week last week with Pittman in there, and, and you're right. I think if, if there's Pittman in the lineup, then Matt Ryan might be able to be trusted. No Pittman, no Matt Ryan. Dude, dude just stay far away. It, it, lo it looked ugly, and it was ugly from, you know, minute one to, to minute 60. So I, I don't really have too much to take on, on the Colts. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was a little disappointing, nine for 54. Uh, I, I think yeah. one pass. Yeah. One for nine. Like th this is a game where if you don't have Pittman in there, you need to get Jonathan Taylor going and let him mm -hmm. show you why he is a, you know, a franchise running back, right? Like this right. is your guy. He should have took this game over. We saw last week what the commanders did to the Jags on, on the ground. I, I don't see any reason why Jonathan Taylor couldn't have done that today outside of the scheme just wasn't there. They, they just didn't scheme him up to, to, to get open and, and break big holes for him. Right. Like I, so it was a little, it was a little disappointing to see what they did with Jonathan Taylor in this one. Um, mm -hmm. Naheem Hines is somebody I actually, I'm a little down on now. I thought that they should have used him a little bit more too. I mean, he, he could have easily been much better, you know, especially for PPR and fantasy this week. It just, they, they just didn't get him the ball. It, the, the whole, you know, again, the whole Colts was atrocious. I don't want to hold it really against them, but this should mm -hmm. be a warning to everybody that has the Colts on their team, right? Like outside of Pittman and, and Taylor, 
you know, you can't trust Matt Ryan. I'm not starting him in one QB. I don't really want to start him without Pittman in two QB leagues. So mm-hmm. the Colts, I, I don't want to overreact to it, but damn, did Matt Ryan look bad. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think that Ashton Doolin should be a waiver target. I just feel like it's going to be difficult to get him because I feel like in most leagues, he was a late week free ad for a lot of people because you saw the uh, the domino start to fall here. Paris Campbell was out of this one too, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Paris Campbell didn't record any stats either. So no yeah, Paris was, Campbell, yep. no Alec Pierce, and of course, no Michael Pittman. So I feel like Doolin was probably someone that was added, you know, from like the like Friday and Saturday heavy sets. I was someone that targeted Kyle Granson because I was missing uh, George Kittle again. And I was like, well, I'm not going back to Mo Ali Cox. It's a it's like a 20 team league. So like the you know the options are limited, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll go to Kyle Granson. He had like five or seven targets last week or something like that. Nah, a couple of catches. Um, I'm I think that Hines is definitely someone that you want to own, not someone that you're gonna be getting into your lineup. Someone that I I honestly, the only situation I really want to own him is if I own Jonathan Taylor. I think Taylor's gonna be fine. We saw CMC have a bad week last week. Taylor obviously averted, and mostly because he was game scripted out. Like this team was behind early and often, and the Colts were trying to go vertical. It just was not there. Mm. They just didn't have the weapons to go to bat. I had the Colts winning this one to come into the week, but as soon as they said no Shaq Leonard, no Michael Pittman, flip that around. I was was like, nope, nope, Jags covered, Jags upset. That's it. I probably picked the over and did not hit that. Yeah, and 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 – you know, and again with Hines, like in my eyes, where Hines is going to flourish is when they're behinds in games, right? Like, and yep. they were way behind yep. in this game, and it just didn't exactly. happen. So Hines is kind of off my radar. You know, I don't really mm-hmm. want him, but you know, like you said, I think he's the perfect candidate for the guy who has Jonathan Taylor. Maybe if you have Hines on your bench, uh-huh. you go and maybe try to trade him to the guy who has Jonathan Taylor, just as a you know a backup. You know, kind of give him that that little security there. But yeah, right. just just down on the usage. I, I just he should have had much better day, and especially in PPR. Yeah, we should also discuss Robinson and Etienne. I think we'd be remiss if we kind of left these guys out here. I feel like Etienne is starting to inch towards, you know, a sell territory here, and Robinson's inching towards the buy territory, just what we've seen through the first couple of weeks here. And this was a good week from the Jaguars. Like, their offense was productive. Their defense did good things. They Obviously, they got a shutout, right? I mean, Lawrence was 25 for 30, and yet in this game, you only saw Etienne go 9 for 20 on the ground, regressing from week one, and then in the air, he had just a couple of catches. Yeah, 3 for 33. That doesn't feel like safe production to go going forward here, and it feels like James Robinson looks like an every-week starter in fantasy. He's found pay dirt a couple of weeks in a row. You don't like what he did with the production, 23 carries, 64 yards, but that's very similar to, say, Leonard Fournette, and Leonard Fournette didn't even find the end zone. So it seems like Robinson has enough priority, at least in this offense, where you should say, like, hey, he's in my lineup, and I'm going to leave him right there. Like, I don't, And I don't know if I can say the same about ETN. How are you feeling about these two? Oh, man, I, I, I do agree with you, but I'm not going to overreact to ETN not performing well. I do mm-hmm. think that, again, you know, they were up in this game, and it was a very good game for them. But I feel like that's why James Robinson had a bulk of the carries and a bulk of the of the production for them is because that they were up in games. I don't expect the Jags to be leading by 24 in, in any game the rest of the season. I don't even know if they'll right. be leading by by more than 15 in any game, really. I, I don't think this team is is super great. I do think that they are good. But I think in game scripts where they're going to be behind, like last week, ETN should have had a much better week last week against the Commanders. But again, he yeah. dropped or, or he got it's overthrown. True. 
you know, he got mm-hmm. overthrown in the touchdown. He batted that one right. away instead of catching it. So, you know, I, I feel like if if that would have happened, I can't stop laughing about the one. Oh my he god, slapped it, so it away like that. That <laughs> so was really bad. bad. That was really bad. That was really bad. Oh but, my gosh! Like if if they would have uh, if they would have been able to. Uh, you know, to get those touchdowns to ETN last week. And I don't even think we have this conversation this week. It would just been a down week yeah. for ETN. Personally, That's if fair. I have Najee Harris, I'm, I, I would be okay trading him away for ETN and another piece to the puzzle for my team. You know, that's how I just feel okay. about Harris, but, but I, okay. I, I still like ETN um, James Robinson though. Like if, if anybody's still playing in standard leagues, that guy is a standard monster, right? Like you, you should mm-hmm. feel great about starting him in any of those leagues. So um, outside of that, I, I do want to mention Christian Kirk. Fantastic. Uh, again, six Ooh. for 78 and two. He is just, he, he's the primary guy there, right? When they want to throw the ball, uh, Lawrence is looking his way first. He's a guy mm-hmm. that if you can still go try to trade for him again, it's a little, it's going to be tough now because he's had two good weeks in a row, but this is somebody that you should have traded for last week. Uh, fantastic. Just, there's just nothing else I can say about Christian Kirk. He's exactly as advertised. And I think that he is exactly what Trevor Lawrence needs in this offense for Trevor Lawrence to be, uh, valuable mm-hmm. as well. So, oh my God, Aaron Jones. Sorry, I, I, I can't keep saying it. You're you're behind me a little bit. Oh, is it? Uh, did you get another one? Uh, yeah, hey, if, if it's someone's going to do it, it's got to be Aaron. It's got to yeah. be Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Jones again. Uh, another touchdown. Oh my God. Okay, okay. Hurt, hey, hurt I don't, I don't mind it. Bears are still covering, and uh, we're in a good situation <laughs> here. Is that oh, a, is that a pass? Are they counting that as a pass? Because uh, it was see. a shovel. Yep. It was yeah, the push. I, I, I imagine so. Yeah, it's a little shovel pass there. Yep pussy ass touchdown <laughs> this is a, see, it, it's funny because you know who like did this all the time and now you see other teams doing it is is uh the chiefs right the uh, and, and uh and the rams the rams did it oh yeah that's true. with golf and Mick, and um and robert woods and cup they did it a mm-hmm. ton like i think it was like two or three years ago they were the team that ran it the most but hey, you had Jared Goff there, so I mean, what do, what do you expect? Yeah, I don't know, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, not, not not much else to say about this Jaguars team outside of I think that they're good. I yeah. think that they're going to be probably behind in games. I'm not going to overreact on ETN, and Christian Kirk is fantastic. Yeah, really can't can't really argue that. Uh, we're going to go through our last words from our sponsors, and we will be uh, right back to close out the last series of games here. Uh, We're introducing Run Your Pool VIP, a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Entry to exclusive week one and two pools with guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season long pool where we've guaranteed a $100,000 payout. You'll get access, uh, access to exclusive data to help you with the weekly game picks, premium content like in-game depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag the top line here is that you if you're serious if you're serious the top line here is if they if you're a serious sports fan you gotta have run your pool use code sgp uh sgpn vip at runyourpool.com slash vip and get 50 percent off your first month of run your pool vip that's code sgpn vip at runyourpool.com slash vip Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. 
Key point features of Odds Trader are handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player stats, key game stats, projected game day weather. Bet Tracker also allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities. Go to oddstrader.com/bluewire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Yes, sir. All right, and we're back. We're talking fantasy football recaps. This next one was a barn burner. What was it? 80 points total. Dolphins 42 to Ravens 38. This one screwed me. I had the, the Ravens in like three or four different like small parlays, like two and three gamers burned every single one of them down. Uh, don't really have that much to react to in this game other than, hey, Tua, put them in your lineups and don't even worry about it. I don't expect this type of production to go week in and week out when you have your two receivers both have 11 catches for both over 170-plus receiving yards. Tyreek Hill looked like Tyreek of old, uh, 11 catches, 190 receiving. Jalen Waddell, 11 for 171, and they both had multiple touchdowns. Both had two receiving touchdowns. That was great. I don't know if I'm supposed to expect it week in and week out. There were a couple of crazy plays that they were able to hit home runs on. Uh, My biggest concern in this game was the running backs. Baltimore Raven running backs, Miami Dolphin running backs. I don't want any piece of either of these guys going forward. Really no one in the group. Maybe with the Ravens when you get uh, Edwards or Dobbins back, but I I don't trust either group's uh, running, running backs. What do you think about this one, Andrew? 100% 100% agree with both what you just said about the quarterbacks and running backs. Quarterbacks, uh, obviously Lamar Jackson, and man, I I may have uh, may have screwed myself a little bit, even though Aaron Jones is keeping me alive. But I have uh, Lamar Jackson and Hurts in a guillotine league, and I started Hurts over Jackson this week. If Damn. that burns me, I I'm gonna be. Uh, quite pissed off so so we'll see but yeah well, you're Lamar Jackson, to do a lot <laughs> oh my god yeah like it yeah it it, it might hurts me for real yeah. um I, I had Lamar in a couple a couple of leagues and the point spread was like anywhere from like 38 to 52 <laughs> like, you know, like the different formats and whatnot I was like yeah. oh my goodness yeah oh man yeah he, he was lights out so again I mean Lamar Jackson just as usual, awesome. Uh, Tua very much surprised me. Six touchdowns, 469 yards. Good Lord. And now again, temper your expectations moving forward a little bit here because the Ravens secondary is just trashed with uh, injuries, mm-hmm. right? Like right. everyone's injured on that secondary. So I kind of expected this a little bit for Waddle and Hill. Not, you know, not to this dynamic though. Hill 11 for 190 and two. Waddle 11 for 171 and two. I mean, like it's just... just- they brought what? their joysticks. I mean, it was when, just complete video game nonsense. Oh God, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. When have we seen this? Like, well, I can't. Re- I I was trying to remember today. I'm like, when was the last time we saw a duo of wide receivers do this on a team? Like, I, I I think the closest would have been Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden. Uh, I was trying Arizona to think Higgins Car- and Chase had a, a year last year where they both went bananas, but I I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. I was thinking Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitz from the year where Kurt Warner went to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl against uh, the Steelers. Yep. That ga- that uh, game against uh, the Packers in the NFC Championship game, I think that was about as close as you're going to get. Yeah, just just insane, right? And it's so funny to mm-hmm. look down down the list. You have both of them, you know, eleven receptions, and then you get Gesicki four, Mostert three, you know, Ingold. Like it's, like it's, you can tell it's, it's focused crazy. around them, right? I feel mm-hmm. like they are turning into the Bengals with their scheme, right? The Bengals are so concentrated on Chase and Higgins. I mean, mm-hmm. Hill and Waddle are, are going to be the same thing. So I it sucks. I kind of faded the Dolphins a little bit in best ball and all that, and I'm kind of kicking myself now considering what they're yeah, sure. what they're doing. Just insane. Um, I wasn't high on Tua. I mean, 
just and, and I wasn't again, expecting I'm, I'm anything not. like this. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm still not high on Tua. You know, the, there were some throws today. He almost had a, a pick when uh, Hill caught his, I think, his second touchdown. Mm-hmm. He kind of underthrew yeah. him a little bit, and luckily Hill was far enough ahead of the defender that it, it didn't really matter. But you know, again, moving forward, temper your expectations. Uh, man, you could probably sell Tua now for a bunch. So if you want to yeah. do that, you know, you might be able to go out there and get like Matt Stafford maybe and somebody else for Tua. I'm I'm, I'm good with it because I still don't see Tua being this guy that's going to throw more than 35 passing touchdowns on the season. Like great day, great day for him. I recommended that people start him over a lot of other quarterbacks this week. I think he was, I think he was my quarterback 15. So, you know, kind of just the middle of the group. It'll probably still stay there. Like I'm not going to like completely elevate Tua in my rankings week in and out and be trying to target him into my lineups or DFS or whatever. Like I, it's just not someone that I trust. I trust the system. I trust, I trust what McDaniels is setting up there, but a couple of those plays were just very broken. Like the mm-hmm. Tyreek's first one, it was a walk-in touchdown where he just like, he buzzed the tower. He was like Maverick buzzing the tower <laughs> on a rookie just burned right by him is standing still. Mm-hmm. The guy's literally standing still, and Tyreek Hill is running downhill at you, bro. Like, I mean, you know how he said, um, who was it? Last week, Jalen Warren didn't pee down his leg, you know, the, the Mike Tomlin quote. Mm-hmm. That rookie was pissing down his leg. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. And th- Tyreek's just throwing up the deuces, like oh, 40 man. yards downfield. is crazy. Uh, yeah. Absolutely nuts. Definitely. Um, the only thing I gotta say on this is, you know, Bateman and Andrews both fantastic. Uh, yep. if, if likely is still out there on your waiver wire, uh, he had four for forty three. Not a ton of usage because obviously he's behind Andrews. But man, if Andrews ever goes down, I feel like uh, Isaiah likely is in for a huge yeah. year. So if he's out there and you can get him for free or maybe for a dollar on Fab and and have a mm-hmm. spot, I'd pick up likely. If you're someone like me who drafted Andrews and didn't draft a backup tight end, I think likely is someone that you could go out and get just in that event where you're playing hero tight end and, and he goes down, you're going to have an, a decent handcuff there. Not really a common position that you're handcuffing, but when it's someone like Mark Andrews that you spent some high draft capital on and you've seen some of the tape on likely so far in the preseason, and at least in this week, because likely looked terrible in week one, he definitely responded, which I think you like to see from mm-hmm. just like a, a stock point of view. Like, you know, he's he's progressing a little bit right so definitely someone that i would target probably try to add for free in fob like you know you don't want to, you don't need to spend anything on that guy but I, I do think like in some deeper formats he's he's worth a look for sure yep. uh, let's take a look at the rams in atlanta here rams really had this one wrapped up pretty early atlanta did score 17 fourth quarter points uh, but you know the writing was on the wall we, we all knew where it was going they had a chance to win it ramsey comes up with a you know final interception to, to put the nail in the coffin but Mariota, I still felt looked good enough where you can start him. You know, I feel probably more comfortable starting Mariota than some of the guys that we mentioned earlier, like Baker or Matt Dan Jones. Jones. And dare I even say Jameis right now? Like Jameis did not look good this week. I would feel pretty good starting starting Mariota. He's also doing some stuff with his legs. Six for sixteen on the ground. They're just using him. Like I'm, a, I'm sure he's going to find his way into the end zone on the ground at some point. Uh, like what you saw out of London and Olamide Zakius was another. Um, you know, active player this week, only two catches, but he did find the end zone. Someone that I would say to, you don't want to spend a lot on, but, you know, definitely someone you want to target in your fob. Uh, Allen Robinson bounced back, which was nice Had four catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Still not buying Cam Akers. I, I would say to go out and buy Darrell Henderson, but I feel like the value is going to be difficult. He was out touched this week by Akers. Maybe that helps you obtain Henderson, but Henderson found the end zone. He's been getting that usage in the red zone, and that's why I'd want to target him. Good day for Matthew Stafford, but better days are ahead. Yep. 
Uh, no, I totally agree. You know, I I feel the same way with Marcus Mariota. You know, you said that you'd rather start him over some of those guys. Um, I, mm-hmm. I would include Mac Jones in that group sure. that, that yeah, you had said absolutely. as well. So, yeah, I'm completely fine with him. Um, Tyler uh, Algier, or Algier, I've heard it said both ways. I don't really know which way it is. I think it's Algier. Um, but but that's somebody I might target on the waiver wire. Uh, Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson is taking a beating, man. They're, they're using him a lot, and he's taking a beating. <laughs> he used him a lot last year, and he took a beating. Right. I'm not sure how long his body can hold up just taking these massive blows because they, they use him all over the field. He's a Swiss Army knife. I would pick up Algier if you have an extra spot on your bench. Uh, save him because I mean he was okay you know 10 for 30 I I think that he'll get confidence though if he can get in there uh, in the games as like the main guy so Mm -hmm. that's somebody I would target Uh, Drake London again another fantastic uh, day I don't think you can really go trade for him I'm not sure too many people want to trade him away if you can though maybe buy I I I would go buy him Uh, he's been pretty you know pretty damn good Uh, I do want to ask you is it time to freak out about Kyle Pitts yet uh, bye, 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 okay. bye, bye, bye. Yeah, I was, I was gonna bring that in to wrap it up. Um, yeah, four catches through two weeks. Give, I mean, yep. he should not cost yards through two weeks. Jesus. He should not cost what he cost on September tenth. You know what I mean? Like, yep. The the cost should be down for him now, given the first two weeks of production. You're not getting him necessarily at a discount, but you're going to get him at a much better value. Something that's going to be more equitable you might be able to even sneak in kind of like a piece that's just been playing well like if i was able to um to get kyle pitts and i was giving up say like curtis samuel who is an early waiver winner or i was giving up um i don't know i'm trying to think of like an early flashy running back or something like that um would you trade etn for him i would trade etn for him right now absolutely hands down that's 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 a good example hasn't shown up somebody where the public is probably still pretty high on him oh he's about to turn the corner absolutely fire that up you'll probably need more though because people love kyle pitts so you'd probably need like an etn and curtis samuel type of pairing some, mm-hmm. something like that okay. um i am not giving up on him uh, i i think that there are better days ahead uh, uh similar like i mentioned to matt stafford didn't have a great week one improved i expect the the improvements to come from him in the upcoming weeks wasn't the greatest matchup when you see you know, a secondary that has pieces that's equipped to attack a passing uh, passing game like the Rams. When, when you have someone like Jalen Ramsey, a guy like Taylor Rapp, you know, very athletic. These these weeks are going to happen. There's better weeks ahead for Kyle Pitts. Uh, I would definitely spend a, a fair amount to go out and get him. Yep. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Crazy situation in San Francisco. Trey <laughs> Lance, not looking good. Two for oh. three, 30 passing yards, and then he got hurt. And oh. who came into the game? Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo played better today than Russell Wilson and probably quite a few other quarterbacks in the league. Jimmy Garoppolo was all but written off by the San Francisco fans, team, organization, ready to get rid of him, paying him all this money to not even play, making him the most um, most profitable backup in the league here, and apparently for good reason because Trey Lance gets hurt really by the, 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 the design of the offense, right? Like he got hurt because he's a run-first quarterback, he got hurt on a run uh, first play, a run a run design play for himself. Uh, not sure how much time he's going to be missing. Obviously, Garoppolo going to be a popular waiver ad uh, this uh, this week, right? Didn't like what I saw from Seattle. Thought they would have covered in this game. That was one of my big hits on the week. Uh, Kenneth Walker came back four carries for ten yards. Not sure if that's viable or not. If that's someone that you want to target, I would like to. Didn't like what I saw at a penny six for fifteen. So I think Walker is going to have some value going forward. 
Tyler Lockett, nine for 107. I think he is still a viable uh, asset in fantasy. He was someone that I was, you know, banging the drum for this offseason, specifically in the conversation of do I draft Metcalf or do I draft Lockett? I was all in on Lockett because he just, again, he just feels like that friendlier target uh, for Geno Smith, someone who's not going to demand a high A dot, you know, much safer throws to a guy like, guy like Lockett, someone that I want to buy in the low. Um, I have not been interested in Metcalf or Fant, so if I'm having them, I'm looking to sell them. Wilson Jr. looked good for the 49ers, filling in for Eli Mitchell, someone that I feel safe, at, from, at least from what I saw in week two. I'll feel safe keeping him in, in my lineups until Mitchell is back. Um, and I think that's really all I had as far as like reactions go. How about yourself? Yeah, man, it's a tough day for the Trey Lance truthers. I mean, you, you never like you know, when a guy when a guy gets hurt. Um, but he wasn't playing well anyway. Yeah. And uh, I, I looked at my best ball exposure. I have one percent of them. Like, you, I, yeah, I, I was a full fade on Trey Lance pretty much anyway. So mm-hmm. it just sucks that, that that a guy gets hurt. You never like to see it. Um, it, it. I did see a report right before we got on the podcast that it says he's going to need surgery and he's out for the year. So, so he Ouch. does. Yeah, he gone. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I wasn't high on him either, but you don't want guys to get hurt. Like, that's no. not that's not the way that you want to, like, you know, cash in your take, right? Like, you yep. just want him to go out there and be terrible. Just yeah. be awful. <laughs> so, Alan Lazard, touchdown. Oh, well, that's good to see for, uh, yeah, I have a lot of uh, Lazard and best ball. Um, yeah. I did. Uh, my I, bench. <laughs> I, I was very interested in this game for the uh, Seattle's running backs. I don't really have either of them, but mm-hmm. I feel like one of them can be productive and they sure. both suck today. Like it, it was just 10, you know, six carries for 15 for Penny, four for 10 for Walker. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to start either of them, and this just kind of confirmed it for me. I don't think I want right. anything to do with the Seattle running backs. Um, I, I do want to ask you, though, because we might have some people listening in that have Metcalf and, and might want to try to get rid of him. What do you think is a va- you know a fair trade to, to trade him away for something? If you want to try to trade for another wide receiver, let's say, is there something that you would take that maybe he's a little bit below the radar and um, you, know, you can trade Metcalf because of the name? Like, So let me ask you this. like, If I offered you... DK Metcalf for let's say Garrett Wilson and I don't know uh Kenneth Walker would would you do that trade if I have the if I'm the Metcalf owner if you're the uh, the other side if you have if you have uh Kenneth Walker and uh and Garrett Wilson remember Garrett Wilson yeah 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 I would trade for for Metcalf Okay, well there we go. We got a trade. I, okay, I mean something so, something like that. Like if I'm yeah. looking at you know the numbers from like the early weeks, like guys that should be playing a lot, uh, Wilson, uh, Alave, they both had a ton of targets this week. Um, yeah, I, I just I just don't see Metcalf getting that type of volume. I don't see him getting if you're you know, that you're type of Metcalf, production. If you're the Metcalf owner and someone tries to trade you Dotson for Metcalf, would you do it? Not straight up, but yeah, yeah, I would I would get something in there. I, w- I would absolutely do that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're looking at kind of like similar production, but you're seeing Dotson being targeted in the red zone, and you're getting an upgraded quarterback from Geno Smith to mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. I know that sounds like crazy. Like, it's like, oh, that how big of an upgrade can that possibly be? But Wentz has looked really good through two weeks. He's got seven touchdowns through his first two uh, two weeks here. He had 27 last year mm-hmm. through, through 17 games. So he's off to a great start. He looks comfortable with Samuel Dotson, McLaurin. It's a better offense right now. Yeah. Speaking okay. honestly. So, yeah, I would definitely go Dotson and another piece, um, maybe like a Wilson Jr. or something like that. Metcalf offers a lot of name value. That's what you're paying for. You know, Russell Wilson isn't there anymore. He doesn't have a guy that can chuck it down down the field. There's going to be some plays here and there where he wins some one-on-one, one, one-on-one balls, just, you know, just being the better athlete 
going up to the peak and grabbing it, fine, that's cool. Uh, and he'll have some of those weeks. But I think it's more worthy to get some of those, you know, complimentary pieces back instead where you can get a two for one for him off a of name value. I'll, I'll do it. I have, absolutely. Sure, sure. Uh, just, just quick on the other side real quick here. Uh, if you have Debo, again, I'm not a Debo guy. I think you can still sell him. Um, mm-hmm. With Trey Lance, I really didn't like him. With Jimmy G, I like him a little bit more. We saw what we did last year with Jimmy G, so I think right, he's yeah. going to be fine. But again, I, I just don't trust that he's going to stay healthy. Again, he's kind of like Cordero Patterson to me. He's taking mm-hmm. lots of hits. He's running the ball a lot. Like it's, I, If you can trade him and you're not super attached to him, that's what I would do. I would trade him because you can get a pretty good haul for him. Um, Brandon Ayuk actually you know, had a decent day. That's somebody mm-hmm. that if he's on your waiver wire for whatever reason, if somebody did, you know dropped him after week one, potentially right. you might be able to to grab him. But um, the, the guy that I really think can be a, a league winner, and if he's still on your waiver wire, go get him. Is, is TDP? You know, Jeff Wilson was yeah. fine. TDP had more usage than I thought he was going to today. We know Elijah Mitchell. We know what's up with him. He's going to be out for at least a few months. I would go pick up TDP. He is my highest owned player. I love TDP. I think that he can beat out Jeff Wilson. And I mean, we can see, we saw what this run game is, right? It's good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's serviceable. They want to run the ball. Go grab TDP now before somebody else does. I don't know, man. Wilson had a really good game. 20 touches for 100 all-purpose yards. I still feel a lot, very comfortable. Definitely more so than uh, Davis Price, but Davis Price had 14 carries, so it really seemed like in the middle of the week, him and Mason, you know, they're going to be dueling in practice all week. That's kind of what we're hearing is like there's really no clear – yeah, there's no clear edge for the number two guy. Well, I mean, they definitely showed their hand this week uh, with with the Davis Price workload. So I think for that, yeah, he should probably be owned, not someone that I'm rushing to get into my lineups. You're going to – I want another couple of weeks of it because even if – let's say like he finds the end zone next week and he has like a decent line, like are you really going to trust that? Going into week four, the week after, you know, I I feel like he's going to be kind of a deeper play, but I agree agree with you. He he should be owned. You should be definitely uh, putting him on your short list uh, on waivers, especially you know if you do have uh, a Mitchell and Wilson like like me. I I was a big Mitchell guy this off season, so because of where I was drafting him, it was also really easy to back him up with Wilson. So this week I started Wilson a lot, but I didn't have to spend anything on him because I just own Mitchell everywhere. I I had to scoop him up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, feeling good about those, those options. And, yeah, Garoppolo for sure going to be another big target. <clears throat> got about three games left here, and we're going to head out. Been a long one and a good one. Uh, next up, we've got the Bengals and the Cowboys. I don't know what's going on with the Bengals, Andrew. You know, again, like you and I talked about this on a couple of pods uh, in the previous weeks and prior to the season starting. Like, I'm a big Joe Burrow guy this year. The narrative is still playing very well, but the numbers aren't there. Like, I'm, I've been constantly saying the Bengals are going to be in every game. They're going to constantly be play, like one possession games, but it's going to be great for the offense. It has not been that way yet. <laughs> like it, that's not what I've been getting. Um, half half correct, half wrong. I'm not sure. Not really too many takeaways from this game other than you know Cooper Rush should be owned. I picked him up in the Scott Fishbowl uh, off the waivers. You know this week he was just kind of sitting there. I got him for free before kickoff. You know some disappointing lines here, but I don't think there's anything to really overreact from. Uh, Pollard had a good day. I would actually be looking to sell Pollard just because you're seeing like the mixture of production between him and Zeke. Like Pollard, ha- Pollard had four catches and he did have nine uh, rushing attempts, but you're still going to kind of see Zeke prioritized. So I feel like if you can get something solid back for Pollard, I'd be into that. Uh, CD Lamb, solid. Noah Brown, absolutely a uh, a target on the waiver wire. Um, Hayden Hurst, if he's still available, someone that I want to pick up. Not someone that I'm anxious to start, 
you know, definitely someone I think that would have been good to fill in this week for, uh, say, a George Kittle. Um, so, yeah, someone I want to get on my roster, but n- not like uh, you got to get my lineup, not just like, you know, driving uh, to get him into a, a starter spot. Yep. Uh, so Bengals, just as everyone has talked about, they're so concentrated between Mixon, Higgins and Chase, right? Like those mm-hmm. are the guys that are going to get majority of the work. I was right. definitely encouraged by Mixon's usage. Again, his production was down a little bit here, 19 for 57, but you love to see 19 carries. That's, that's fantastic. Especially in a game that they were losing the entire game, not mm-hmm. by much, obviously. So it's not like they had to abandon the run game by any means, but you like to see the usage with Mixon there. Uh, Higgins, uh, you know, again, just came back from concussion uh i, I uh, heard that his uh father had passed away actually yesterday so i figured he'd Damn. have a, yeah i so said i figured that that they would um probably use him in this game heavily and and he was definitely in there you know he was one that caught the touchdown pass so you know right. it, it sucks to hear that but you know i do think that, that was a little bit of a factor for him you know uh i think rough they week tried yeah yeah for sure um Higgins and Chase, you know, Chase had a little bit of a down week, five for 54. You know, that's down for him. I'm not saying anyone's going to go trade him away, but if you got somebody in there that's willing to trade Chase away for whatever, you know, I would you trade Christian Kirk and, I don't know, let's say you have A.J. Dillon. Christian Kirk and A.J. Dillon for Chase? No. No? Okay. No, I mean, eight, at least the way that A.J. Dillon was used in week one. I mean, obviously, we still have another game to go tonight. Uh, let's see how he's doing right now. Do? A.J. Take AJ out AJ Dillon, Dillon and put in Damian Pierce. Would you do that? Pierce and no. Kirk? No. no. Okay. No. Just curious. Although Pierce, I mean, we haven't talked about Pierce. Pierce had a pretty damn good week, but we'll, yeah, I mean, yeah. but still no. Just curious. Dylan uh, Dylan right now still has more carries than, than Aaron Jones at halftime. I still don't get all this. I, I still don't get it. Uh, yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. They're trying to make Jones sure. Has two Aaron, touchdowns. Aaron yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just two it's touchdowns. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, the, the Bengals offense, I, it's so concentrated that I'm not worried about any of the stars, you know, there I mm-hmm. do. The thing that really does worry me about the Bengals though, is that they upgraded their offensive line or, or did they like their offensive line got bull rushed by yeah. the Cowboys today? Like I, I just, Michael Parsons pretty much after they let up seven, seven sacks in week one. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not ideal. Not like, a good what response. They, what are they doing? Like they spent money and, and got Lyle Collins and, and they, they upgraded it or at least we thought. And six, so that's the thing that it actually, uh, that, that, that scares me about the Bengals a little bit mm-hmm. is that their offensive line is just letting Burrow just take smacks left and right. Like they need to clean that up first. Um, Cowboys, I, I, you mentioned going to get Noah Brown. I am not personally going to pick him up really anywhere on the waiver wire only due to the fact of, I think that that wide receiver core is a mess. I don't really trust that Cooper rush is going to, um, provide dividends to these extended mm-hmm. guys. Lamb, I think, is still going to be fine. I actually still don't mind Pollard either, but I, I'm not going to go pick up Cooper Rush. I'm not going to pick up Noah Brown. I'll let somebody else deal with that. It, it Noah Brown's kind of like a landmine to me, right? Like he's set, he's good, and then he's going to explode and be bad. I, I just, right. I don't know. It's, it's just not for me. Um, also, Zeke, suck fest, 15 for 53, slow. Like, that's why I still like Pollard is that I think he's honestly the better running back, especially in PPR. I'd much rather stop, right. start Pollard than, than Zeke. But they, mm-hmm. the, the Cowboys were uninspiring to me, but that's kind of as advertised with their backup quarterback in here. And um, Lamb was was okay, 7 for 75. That's actually better than I thought he was going to do with Cooper Rush. So, I don't know. We'll see what's up with the with the Cowgirls here. But um, I just I, – I, I'm not going to go rush to, to pick up Noah Brown. I think it's just going to be right. a random wide receiver every week that, you know, has – a key role outside of CD lamb. Um, you know, um, what's the sacks going to be coming back? A gallop, uh, gallop is going to be coming mm-hmm. back in the near future as well. So 
just temporary expectations with Noah Brown. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't pick him up, but I, I wouldn't start him right away either. Well, I, I picked him up this week, and I think a lot of people did that too uh, towards the end of the week. Um, just not, kind of like a – who was the other guy I was mentioning? Ashton, Ashton Doolin. Yeah, Doolin. Kind of another Friday-Saturday pickup. Uh, someone that I added in a couple of spots. And really, it's like, you know, who who's going to be that next guy behind CeeDee Lamb? Is, was it going to be Jalen Tolbert, Cavante Turbin, Cime Foco, Noah Brown? Seems like Noah Brown, like of like that group of guys, he, he's at the top of the list. I, I think that's pretty safe. And when you're at the top of like that group – I feel like you're going to have value in this offense because they're not trusting those guys to keep them on the field like they are Noah Brown, right? Like, yeah. he, yep, five catches for 91 yards and a touchdown? Like, I mean, damn. I thought it was uh, going to be Schultz, to be honest. That's who I thought the beneficiary of all this was going to be is Schultz. I did, too. I did, I did too, and that wasn't the case. Uh, I mean, and Cooper, and Cooper Rush, like, to be fair, looked pretty good. Like, I don't think he's looking over his shoulder right now at Will Greer. He just beat Joe Burrow in the Bengals. This team went to the Super Bowl last year. You know what I mean? So I f- I feel like Cooper Rush is going to be fine. I added him, not like not I'm going to start him. You know, he's like my fourth quarterback rostered. Um, same thing with Noah Brown. Like, yeah, I got him. I, I really don't have a reason to start him until like I face an injury. Someone I think should be owned. You know, I, it's not like someone you have to like rush to get into a starter spot. In a lot of leagues, you won't need to do that in fantasy. Uh, but in some deeper formats, I, I feel like he might be someone that we can trust as long as he keeps getting these snaps and uh, the volume on the field. Uh, as simple as that. A uh, couple more to go here, and we're going to head out. We got uh, the Texans covering. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Go Texans uh, against the Broncos, who are just straight dog poo. Uh, Russell Wilson, Ugh. 14 for 31, 219 passing yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Let me tell you, they didn't do enough to earn the win today, in my opinion. All right? Yeah, the Texans weren't great, but, hey, they're the Texans. What they did was kind of to be expected. But, man. This offense did not do enough to win this game for the Broncos. It was really just their defense um, and the fact that they got to play Davis Mills. I feel like this is a loss like up against any other team in the league. Uh, Rex Burkhead back down. Like you, like I started Rex Burkhead a couple of spots this week. Not doing it again next week. And I might eat that. And I might, might eat those words. But uh, man, very disappointing if you were expecting anything from Burkhead this week. There was no split whatsoever. Whatsoever. Burkhead didn't even get a carry. Didn't even get a carry, okay? So it appears that Damian Pierce has taken over this backfield. Only took two weeks. We'll see what happens into week two, but I will not be starting Burkhead going forward. Uh, Nico Collins, someone that I know you and I have talked about before the preseason or during the preseason before the year started, uh, probably going to be a big target on waivers this week. Yep. I'm not really sure what's up with the Jerry Judy injury, but I'm probably going to be reacting uh, from that and not many great ways probably with alcohol involved uh yeah not really much else to take away from the game oj howard didn't do anything about that nope yep overreaction as we as we said last week yep i say uh, i i wanted to mention that uh you know we said last week don't don't overreact on oj howard maybe put him on your bench and see what happens but yeah i think you can safely drop him i you know yes, he's just correct it's gonna be so hard to to trust him so yeah definitely drop him um lovey smith did come out this week and say that they he recognized that they need to get damian pierce more involved and i mean he's a man of his word right they, they sure as hell did yeah. get him more involved he was fine you know he had a decent day 15 for 69. I think he caught a couple as well, right? Uh, or he caught one for eight. So yeah. he, his usage was fine. I was encouraged by the usage. The production will come. They're, you know, the Broncos um, front four are, are actually pretty decent. So I, I, I mm-hmm. felt like he did fine, right? Um, I hate Nathaniel Hackett. That dude ruined <laughs> a plus 25,000 
anytime touchdown parlay today for me with <laughs> not running Javante Williams on the goal line. They pass it. They, they didn't even score. Like, run right. run the ball with Javante Williams. What are you doing? I just, it, yeah, just, just killed me. So, Javante Williams, very encouraged by the usage. He's definitely the, the lead guy. You know, Gordon was in there. He had 10 rushes as well. I think it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a 60-40 split, and they kind of came out and said that to us. And, you know, again, I talked to Emerson about this. Emerson was a very high on Javante Williams, and he said that he thought it was just going to be, you know, at least 75-25, but it probably was going to quickly – close you know the gap was going to widen quicker than people think it was i don't know mm-hmm. we'll see moving forward i'm still going to start javante williams every single week melvin oh, gordon yeah. is is a flex uh you know i think gordon's a flex play in uh in matchup basis here as well mm-hmm. um i am heavily involved with court and sutton that's one of my highest exposed wide receivers so jerry judy going down is very good for sutton i don't sure. like it though because now coverage is probably going to go his way more often than not so i right. i hope judy whatever the issue is comes back and is healthy um you know but Cortland Sutton fantastic day seven for 122 you know the Broncos as a whole had a down week last week again this week a moral loss I know it was a literal win but a moral loss because they played like crap you know uh, I, I just don't they, understand. they did not do enough to win this game in my opinion no. like they they and when they're in film and they're breaking this one down they should be discussing it like it was a loss Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I fully agree. You know, that's why it's it's definitely a moral loss here. And Nathaniel Hackett, man, you know, people are talking about him being this offensive guru. He's just offensive doo-doo. All right. He is just terrible. I just, I just don't understand what they are doing here. His play calling is so bad. So, you know, it, it's not encouraging to see, but I'm, I'm hoping that Russell Wilson can talk to him and be like, listen, man, I'm Russell Wilson. I know how to play football. I know who I need to get the ball to. And how about when I go out there, we'll talk to me and say, hey, how's this play sound? Not you call this playing or any Nathaniel had uh, he took a timeout in the fourth quarter when they're up with like 15 seconds left to go on the play clock. He took a timeout. It was I know it was a crucial play, but like he didn't really have to. I don't know. His play calling is all over the field. It's not encouraging, but I did like that Sutton, you know, had a very good day. So we'll see. I'm not going to overreact on that. Texans again. Fine. Damian Pierce. Good. Nico Collins, like you said, waiver wire guy for sure this week. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's move on to this last game. We got to get out of here. We had the Cardinals big comeback victory over the Raiders 29 to 23 in overtime. Kyler Murray showed up late in this one. He went 31 for 49, 277 in the air with one passing touchdown and one interception. Also on the ground, five carries for 28 yards and a touchdown uh, was the driving force between their comeback. Uh, Daryl Williams, he's, he's in the mix, eight for 59 and a touchdown. Definitely going to be a big target this week on the waiver wire. Are you concerned about uh, James Conner at all going forward? We'll see with the injury. I think it's really dependent on, on what's up with the injury here moving forward. Uh, I actually I thought James mm-hmm. Conner was playing decent until he got hurt. You know, I feel like he's mm-hmm. he's still going to be the guy if he's there. But you know, we'll we'll see what's going on with the injury. Uh, if he is out for an extended period of time or even a few games, I do think probably Daryl Williams is probably the one you want to pick up off waiver wire over Eno Benjamin. I do think they can both percent. be rostered. Uh, you know, because, you know, Benjamin actually is is decent as well. You know, I, he was eight mm-hmm. for 31. That wasn't terrible. So so we'll see. But right. I would definitely pick up Daryl Williams. Um, and I am a James Conner owner in two leagues. I will be mm-hmm. shooting for Daryl Williams uh, on the waiver yep. wire this week. Um, Same. But the, the, the thing, again, there's two things on the Cardinals I want to quickly get to on the uh, receiving is Zach Ertz, eight for 75. He is playing much better than I thought he was going to, especially with the injuries he had preseason. And uh, Greg Dortch, man, this dude just don't go away. Four for 55 and a touchdown. Like, 
who in the shit is Greg Dortch? Like it just, it's insane. Like he's just coming out of nowhere. Like he's, he's playing just as well as Hollywood Brown is. And I guess moving forward, we can trust him as a flex, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to, but. You it's know, temper it's, the expectations a little bit. Like I'm saying, I'm over here. Like started him, started him. I he was another guy where I pulled DJ Shark for a waiver flex play from you know similar situation with Curtis Samuel. I did the same thing in another league, Dorch for Shark, and it paid off. I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to keep going back to him week in and week out. It was yeah. just kind of a situation where I felt like there's going to be a lot of points available in this game, and Shark would still play, you know, kind of second fiddle to Amon Ross, Swift, Hawkinson, et cetera, right? Like, I felt like Dorch was just going to get more exposure to touches because there's just less mouse to feed, right? You obviously saw James Conner with the injury. Zach Ertz just doing the Zach Ertz thing. He's, you know, leading the team right now in receptions. Uh, Marquise Brown, definitely better than week one, uh, although we didn't have the touchdown this week, but I thought he improved quite a bit. Um, but yeah, Dorch should be owned. Like if you didn't spend the fob on him last week, I know that I mentioned him as kind of like a free player. I fi- I still kind of feel like he fits that. Like he's not someone that you want to spend a lot on, but you know, if he's still on waivers, there's no way you're getting him for free this week. You know, definitely could have been the, the, the narrative last week for you off, off, off the waiver wire. But, uh, yeah, not, nothing too much else there from the, the Cardinals. I'm going to see what happens with the Connor injury as the week goes on with the Raiders. Weird day. Um, Matt Collins leading the team in receptions. Yeah. Not something I'm overreacting to. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I am not spending any fob on him. Um, no. You know, Keelan Cole was an interesting name during the preseason. He was looking good with the team in preseason. He was looking good in training camp. He felt like he was going to emerge as kind of like a reliable third target. And they wind up cutting him. I don't even know where Keelan Cole's at right now. I don't even know he's, where he's rostered. Matt Collins was the reason why. And I, and I guess, Hey, like I get it. Like, you know, you're, you're playing well, you get your snaps and you, you make something happen on the field where you're getting open. It's just not something that I'm going to buy into. This is the same game where Devontae Adams only had two catches for 12 receiving yards and a touchdown. I don't expect that to be the case going forward. Obviously it balanced out a little bit from his production in week one, where he just had insane yardage and uh, catch totals. Um, So I think that'll balance out. That'll be fine. Renfro responded. He was seven for 59. Uh, Not trying to get Matt Collins on my roster. Uh, There was really no one from this game other than, you know, potentially Williams or Benjamin that, you know, I want to target and fob. Yep. No, I totally agree. Hunter Renfro, you know, I wanted to mention him. He he bounced back. So that that's encouraging to see. Also, Darren Waller had a good. Uh, good game, you know, and they, they use him in the red zone as he should be used. So that was uh, very nice to see. Again, Devontae Adams discouraged two for 12 on a touchdown. Um, you know, he, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what to say about that. Obviously, you're not going to overreact. It's Devontae Adams, him and Carr, best buddies. It's going to be fine moving forward, but it was a little discouraging to see him only get two for 12, especially on this Cardinals defense that just got carved up by Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know. It right weird day, like you said, for, for them. Um, the other thing was encouraged on the usage on Josh Jacobs. I'm not a Josh Jacobs guy, mm-hmm. but 19 carries that's very valuable. So, you know, yeah. it. If you have Josh Jacobs, I would personally try to sell him with this 19 for 69. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what you can get for him. I wouldn't just give him away, but I, that's not somebody I want to start week in and week out. I just don't trust that they're going to use him like that. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I totally agree. Not going to go rush to the waiver wire to get Matt Collins. That was just a random probably, you know, maybe once or twice a year. You, you might see him lead the team in receiving. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it might be a pain in our butt every now and again, but I don't think it's it's going to be consistent. Yep. Signal. 
losing signal to close the show. Yeah, so you're you're freezing there a little bit. <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, well we got to wrap this one up before we <laughs> before we lose the whole thing. Oh, unbelievable. I've only had that happen once. I've been doing this now for like three or four. Yeah, since like 2019, I've been doing like streaming, like you know, throughout the football season. You know, th- three or four times a week. You know, when I was doing it on, on my own, doing it twice now a week when I'm doing it with SGPN. But I've only had it happen one time where the whole thing's been shut down. Power went out in my house. Oh, like, all right. Well, just. And then, like everyone else in the pod was like, "All right, well, Justin's gone." (laughs) I had like no cell signal either. Like I could, I was like completely off the map. I was like, "Well, Justin died." So, (laughs) all right, you got anything to share before we head out here, bud? Oh, no, I don't think. You know, I do have one question for you, real quick, about the current game. Cole Komet, go moving forward. Fine, not fine. I have a lot of exposure to Cole Komet, and it's really terrifying me, dude. This is not okay. Like this no, is, this is, not, is okay. not okay. He is fantastic. Uh, I don't think Great he's recorded a stat yet. He no. has not recorded a stat. Yeah, it's, so, it's uh, hurts a lot. Aquamia St. Brown, two for 39. Montgomery, two for 14. The fact that Mooney is one for minus four is probably the bigger issue. Like Mooney looked so, so good in training camp and in preseason. Like he looked like he was going to be the next Brandon Cooks. It wound up being the... That's Christian Kirk now. So whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. No, dude, it's 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 hurting. It's hurting. I I started or not started, but drafted Comment in a in a big money league, like $150 league. And I dude, like I'm screwed. Like I it, it the only other bad. option I have on my roster right now is Tunyon. Uh so I'm I'm gonna be shopping around. Who has one catch for nine yards, by the way? Um, so I'm gonna be shopping around for a tight end uh, this week. And hey, I, go, as a Bears go fan, buy I'm not Kyle excited Pitts, about right? it. That's going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, be I difficult. So. <laughs> like I, I, what I would need to give up in this particular league because of the way, like it's it's deep. It's like fourteen teams. There's IDP. There's keepers. Oh, like it's going to be that would be a mess of a trade to make. And then this particular league too. Like everyone is a conspiracy theorist. Like <laughs> last year there was there was a trade for Jalen Waddle for like um, DeAndre Hopkins or something, and everyone was like in the group chat like. Venmo and people are paying for players and we're like what are you talking about like this isn't Fox News like what are you what are you doing like you're just like throwing out like random conspiracy theories of like about people cheating because they didn't like the trade and it's like all right well just calm down I don't know someone wanted to do that trade seemed pretty fair you know (laughs) risk winning now for DeAndre Hopkins versus getting to keep you know Waddle whatever anyways we're gonna head out oh Um, my god what oh. did you? Oh, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a day! He let he didn't me, score again, me, but man, he he is just. Let me let me runs. see this. Let he me just, see this. Oh, my okay, God. that's not too bad. That's not too bad. No, Bears but... got to get it together. Bears got to get it together. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Be sure to smash the fantasy tab at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Yeah. We've got all we've got all the good stuff for you. Yes, absolutely. Subscribe download review the episodes please and thank join you discord join discord as well you know like i always talk about discord but i'm talking to people everywhere sometimes i'm not in there but i know rob's in there i know mark's in there uh, i know rod villa gomez is in there we've got the yeah, sgp Cody crew. Z, everybody we're constantly yeah, talking exactly. fantasy football. we're always talking fantasy so jump in there take care be well be good and if you can't be good be good at it oh my god there goes aaron jones all right you guys have a good one <laughs> we'll see you later